Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to Preach the Peach. I'm Sage. And I'm Alyssa. And we're the co-founders of Peach Pack, an online community that is having pretty radical conversations about womanhood. We're bringing late night sleepover chats from behind closed doors straight to your ears. This episode does not need another long rambly introduction from us. It really doesn't. We get straight into it. We played the reflex cards with flex and it was really fun and everyone should go get the game. It's a great icebreaker, great conversation starter. That's enough talking. Let's get into it. I see you're flicking through your flex cards. Oh. I am. I'm trying to find some good questions for us. Yeah, Yay. good. Because we're like, <laughs> I think it's that time. Yes. So for those who don't know, I run a company. It's called Flex Factory. And we sell conversation cards to help you um, have big chats that actually matter. And to also help you understand more about yourself and the people that you like, which I think is fundamental. Um, I was inspired to make this game because I honestly, I just cannot stress enough how important I actually think that communication is. And it mm-hmm. dawned on me, you know, a couple of years ago when I started this company that the, the, the thing that's, the thing you have to do, the, the distance between what you want and how to get it is always a conversation. There is no way you can get what you want, do what you want, go where you want without having to express yourself. And so mm-hmm. many people do not have the skills or the vocab to articulate what they want, why they want it, how it's going to help them. And that is stalling them in ways they could not even imagine. And I think mm-hmm. that's why we regard good communicators as, you know, such inspiring people because we recognize it's so hard to get, you know, this out through your mouth mm-hmm. in a way that resonates <laughs> with people. Yeah. And I wonder so why it is that so many people can know, like, I don't know how to express my thoughts, so I can't ask what I want and then do nothing about it. And I mm. recognize that not everybody is motivated to self-develop, right? Like, not everybody <laughs> wants to Google, what? like, why am I like this and really think about it. And part of me recognize that if I want to be able to engage with people with the same energy and intention that I engage with them, that I need mm. to facilitate that experience. It's not going to happen on its own. We don't arrive at a place where everybody's communicative if no one does anything about it. And so I thought, mm. why don't I create an easy way to facilitate that? And it's an extension of what I had been doing on my socials, just facilitating conversation, getting yeah. people to critically think. But I recognize that putting it in a game invites people to do it before they recognize they're doing it yeah um, which i think is is fun <laughs> right <It's> like, <laughs> i don't think you realize but you just had a critical thought and i'm really happy for you <laughs> so, doing right now we have 10 games and 
a game that I was really excited to make was um, Reflex. It's called Reflex because you're meant to answer on Reflex and then unpack why you answered in that way. Mm. But um, the reason why it took us so long to make a sex game is because I really wanted to ask the important questions, not the salacious or sensational questions, you know? Mm, So much of sex talk can be really debased and it can be like, oh, my goodness, you know, when's the last time you came somewhere, you know, (laughs) unexpected, which is not helping the development and it's not helping Mm. people's sexual literacy. I want to go back to basics and I want people to pick up this game and play it in a way where they're expecting to learn, not to come. This is not a game to help you like do sex it's to help your mm. sexual experience help your sexual yeah. understanding which in turn helps you do sex but like you know yeah, yeah. we'll get there anyway <laughs> so i've got a few questions and the reason why i want to ask you so many is that i feel like this game is best understood when it's played well and i think yeah. it takes people time to be vulnerable enough to answer properly and to mm. really like dig deep Mm-hmm. why they are answering the way they are oh i'm so excited yeah. <laughs> how we play is i ask you a question and then we all answer on reflex we all just say you know a quick one sentence about what we think and then we unpack each other's answers or we unpack one person's answers okay cool are we ready ready i think so so the first reflex sex question is is it important for you to experiment sexually for me, the answer is no. Yes. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yep. 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 yep, yep. <laughs> okay, I'll start. The reason why I answered no is I am someone who is far more concerned with the quality of the experience than the actions in the experience. And I've slept with quite a few people who prioritize sexual experimentation and couldn't even get the basics right. You know, fumbling mm. to put the condom on, couldn't tell with my body language if I was feeling good or feeling bad, mm. was like ready to ready to choke me without considering, you know, mm. if without mm. even considering the technique, like actually blocking my mm. trachea, not yeah. um, providing me sexual pleasure. Mm. And for me, some of the best sexual experiences I've had, like, you know how there's that meme, like, don't sleep with guys with mattresses on the floor. I am like, I'm an advocate, like, do not sleep with those guys. But one of the best sexual experiences (laughs) I've ever had, a a mattress on some art gross floor. Oh, no. The cliche. Everything about that sexual experience was basic, but intentional. Mm -hmm. I'll give you a debrief. Imagine. We're on, we're in a terrace house in Surrey Hills, right? Mm. We're on his balcony. We're sitting in two opposite, you know, those rattan balcony chairs. The balcony mm. on the second floor, right? I Takes my it. drink, right? Sp- spreads my legs, <laughs> right? Oh, oh my God. legs on the side of the rattan chair for optimum access, right? Because he's aware <laughs> that in order to actually give someone head in a good way, you need to know where the bits are. You'd be able to see the lips, see the lips, right? And then just good technique. Just, you know, first he was like, got to wash my hands. Went and washed his hands, came back. No, No. gentlemen. Rub the clit softly, a bit of fingering, then ate me out for like 15 minutes. I was like, (gasps) it was like heaven said. There was a street light. I was like, (laughs) (laughs) euphoric. Takes me inside. 
to a mattress on the floor and you can like let me just set this scene there's like yeah uh you know those when you put candles in in beer bottles so like the, the wax goes down the oh, side yeah, yeah. The <laughs> there's the books on the floor just with yeah. extremely art bro anyway and the whole sexual experience we had which is variations of missionary so like you know lying on top then like legs up in the air legs above Mm -hmm. my head but everything was done in a way that was for my optimum pleasure so he was making sure like am I touching a spot that feels good like are you Mm -hmm. feeling comfortable are you close Mm -hmm. are you not close like putting pillows beneath my head pulling putting pillows beneath uh, my pelvis for maximum penetration. These things wow. were so <laughs> basic, but I was like, oh my goodness, like I'm really getting the best experience here because everything is basic, but it's done to the best degree. Yeah. As opposed to having a sexual experience where it's like, oh, we're trying this thing, I'm getting tied up, I'm getting choked, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, I'm doing that. And like mm-hmm. everything is so rushed, Just not intentional. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not getting yeah. the best experience. I'm not understanding what, what we're doing, how it's meant to feel. So it it took a while to, for me to mm. understand that I would rather have the most basic sexual experience if it's mm. done with intention, if it's fit for purpose, than have someone's like, I've got a trick. Here's a grapefruit. Yeah. Here's some ice. <laughs> and to yeah. have it be like, janky. But please no, answer. That makes so much sense. <laughs> now we're like, um, well. <laughs> no, I feel like for me personally, yeah. I think because I've been in a relationship now for five years, you know, I I feel grateful that the sex has always been, I guess, similar to that experience in that it's been very much mutual. He's been very understanding and we've, I think we've like hit the nail on the head with the basics. Yeah. And so now we're at a point where we're like, okay, how can we spice things up a bit? So that's the only reason why I would say yes, but I totally get that like a good, it, it's not um, pivotal to be experimental, to have a really good sexual experience. Yeah. But I just think for me, yeah, at this point in my life with my relationship, we, we, we are keen to spice it up a bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I am now thinking, <laughs> Why did I answer experimental again? But I, to be fair, it's, I am for quality. Like I have had bad sex before and there's nothing worse. Like it it is really earth shattering to the point where I'm like, oh my God, like what just happened? Like, why did that happen? Um, So I think quality sex and just being able to communicate and know the basics really well and know each other's bodies and feel comfortable in one another's yeah presence is really important but I still am like I want to explore things like I want to be shown things Mm. that I have never seen before like I want someone to really yeah is there someone that can show me a balance like of those two things yeah if so (laughs) hit me up yeah (laughs) yeah I feel you and it's like the best way to answer that question right is like for those listening who are like, I don't know which one, what I would answer. The first thing is to consider is what what do you constitute as experimenting? Is that trying mm. new things? Is that trying different things? Is that um, including mm. variation for variation's sake? Is that mm. trying a toy? Is it what does that mean to you? And then you can discern if you weren't able to do those things ever in future would you be comfortable so i know Mm. after trying this that the third 
that like if I every time I had sex I just had missionary I'll be happy like I'm not fussed mm. but if you're like oh that sounds not like me. torture I don't want to do that <laughs> well then you yeah. can comfortably say that is actually important for me and that is information that you should know before you mm. go and sleep with someone because it's important for you to understand where satisfaction can come from and on the alternate where dissatisfaction comes from so if you're feeling dissatisfied and you can't pinpoint why and you're like oh now i understand it's because i want to emphasize experimentation and we keep having the same formulaic experience now you know to tell your partner or partners i need variation because that's important to me okay i want to ask why do you think bdsm has become trendy in pop culture and you two can go mm. first and I'll answer and then we'll unpack. Porn. Porn. Oh. Yeah, I, my first instinct is to say, like, just an, a, a societal expectation for you to be the sexiest version of yourself and, like, sexiest version of yourself equals BDSM. Mm. I'm going to say patriarchy. Mm. Mm. And this is yeah. why. I think first I was like, okay, porn is interesting, but also like um, there are a lot of things that occur in porn that aren't necessarily trendy, like Mm. urination play. It's not necessarily trendy or nice play. is not trendy, Mm. but it happens. And this in particular is trendy. Like it Mm. is being shoved down our throats everywhere it's in music it's in media people who've never even had sex before like i want to get choked that's what hot girls do that's what so i keep thinking and the more i try to like analyze and assess you know sex and dating the one thing that we don't talk about enough is that we exist under or in a patriarchy and the Mm -hmm. patriarchy aims to ensure that the things that men stereotypically value become the priority become the norm and as we've progressed in society and i'm talking heterosexual because i'm a heterosexual i'm not trying to like conflate all sexual experiences so just Mm -hmm. so people know but um uh yes so i feel as though we notice that in pop culture especially heterosexual norms and the things that kind of overemphasize what men quote unquote want become the norm and so you've we've come from a time where women actually needed men to be regarded as humans they couldn't mm-hmm. have property they couldn't buy what they want couldn't do what they want so there was a natural submission that was like society societally forced upon them as we mm-hmm. begin to progress as a society and women become, can become their own distinct main characters, mm-hmm. there's now been this emphasis on this like artificial submission and putting that in quotes, right? Because yeah. not everyone mm-hmm. who submits is doing it in a way that's been forced, but I'm talking like pop culture, 50 yeah. Shades of Grey. It's like, why are we now pushing a narrative so hard that in this particular concept, um, women now have to submit to this degree to men? And why mm-hmm. are we now um, reframing that as um, the the quote unquote most sexually empowered thing you can do is your mm-hmm. propensity for how much pain you can take at the hands of a man in sex or your propensity mm-hmm. for how much you allow yourself to be owned by a man during sex. Mm-hmm. And like yeah. we take, a, we if we don't focus on the fact that some people just enjoy that experience, it's not that deep. For a lot of us who were like conditioned to want that before we even recognize what wanting that meant, mm-hmm. like where did it come from? And why isn't the narrative 
you know, like we say like lesbian sex, right? That's really trendy, but not in pop, not necessarily in pop culture, right? You don't yeah. have saying because I see a bunch of lesbian sex, I am a lesbian. No, mm-hmm. they're saying I see a bunch of lesbian sex, but I still, I still am attracted only to men. Why is that? Because there's no mm-hmm. dominating narrative in media saying mm-hmm. that like lesbianism is good. Lesbianism is the way. No, it's like the counter narrative that only gets used in contrast to like this compulsory heterosexual, you know, like, like women want to be mm-hmm. with men because the patriarchy says so. I think it's yeah. very insidious the more you think about wow. it. And like, yeah. I too loved Fifty Shades. I was like, ooh, that's really hard. <laughs> like, why this has gone, this is like, um, this is so far from like, oh, this is just a fun, interesting thing you can do. It became a social narrative for mm. years. Yeah, like that, so Fifty Shades of Grey to be not only a bestseller, but in the cinema and to have like yeah. four different movies. Mm-hmm. Huh? Crazy. Yeah, I honestly insidious is the word like that stands out for me because it is so subtle like why at 13 14 did I think that BDSM was so hot you know why and I wasn't watching porn so I actually kind of you know I agree that porn maybe is one aspect but the Mm -hmm. whole trending pop culture part doesn't explain the link um so yeah the big old big old patriarchy it's really subtle and sometimes really overt but with reference to this I'm just like something was really pushed on me in a really subtle, discreet way that it's really hot to be choked and that that's a normal thing to come from, like, a young sexual experience. Mm. Um, Yeah, wow, interesting. The thing I want to emphasise about why I like critical thinking is that Mm. I just like the thoughts. I don't necessarily Mm. care about a right answer or a wrong answer. And I definitely don't think that people should feel as though their critical thoughts match their actions because we are not responsible for everything we've been socialized to believe and want to do. So yeah, the next time I go have sex, I am going to get choked out. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, But I can still analyze why it's happening and where that's coming from. And then if I want to make a conscious effort, not, like being a hetero, like I just feel mm. like that is so archaic and everything mm. really is like, why am I clinging so hard to that title? Like, mm. ill, if you're so hetero, <laughs> why do you want to root chicks? What's that about? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We've, that's so funny because we're mm. like recently amongst like our friendship group, it's just been something that we're critically thinking about, you yeah. know, why is the norm well it's really evident why heterosexuality is kind of pushed as the norm but then you get to a point where you're like okay Mm. but like is has it served me like am I actually you know is this actually for me maybe there are things that I need to you know challenge and Mm. unlearn so I think we've funnily enough been having like very similar conversations around that yeah do you think if 50 shades of gray was written with the roles reversed it would have done as well in pop culture? No. Absolutely not. Even the narrative, you know, I as a feminist really do believe that the sexes should be regarded as equal, but I also cannot fathom why somebody in a position of power would want to give up some of that power for someone who has who is touted as societally inferior. It just for me is like feels really impractical because mm. the people that are most affected by it negatively, not not the most, but let's say women for example, we can Mm -hmm. understand why we would advocate for feminism, right? Because Mm -hmm. it's leveling the playing field. But if I am 
you know, some, you know, random guy who's potentially mediocre, who benefits from the patriarchy, <laughs> what, what incentive do I have to now decide that I'm going to let a woman be regarded as equal to me? And what power does that give up? I can totally understand yeah. why we're not making strides. And I don't think it'd be, sim- I don't think it'd be regarded in the same way because women aren't allowed to be regarded as being as powerful as men are. We can talk about why BDSM culture has gotten trendy, but like it's not gotten trendy in a a very equal way. We're not seeing these dominant narratives of women Mm. being doms and women having male subs. And, you know, like, have you ever choked out a guy and then be like, oh, well, where's this coming from? No. No. And the thought of it actually, I, I feel like I don't have it in me. But, like, I do, but, like, I'm too scared. I would say the majority of times I've talked to a guy, they've been like, are you trying to dom me? I'm like, no. Yeah. Because were you trying to dom me? Yeah. It's just an activity. So why are you being weird? And also what I'm very mindful of is the language that we use in society or, like, the metrics we use to determine if someone is sexually expressive. Because how many times, I don't know if you've seen, but there's this narrative on um, TikTok especially now of like femboys so like you know you know Mm. straight men who want to present a bit more feminine and they talk about wanting to be pegged and all of these things like you say that in the context of being perceived as progressive but like let me know when you're actually down to do that it's not happening yeah Yeah. (laughs) position like i remember i was talking to a bunch of guy acquaintances at a party and i was talking about how um we would they were talking about how they don't want they love to they love the idea of getting their ass ate in theory but they hate that the positions that they get put in aren't masculine to do it mm. so you either have to be on your back with your legs up in the air or you've got to be on all fours and i'm kind of like how can you be thinking so much about your masculinity being challenged when you were having sex yeah. with a woman <laughs> yeah <laughs> and you're being pleasured oh and it's like this whole thing i'm like i'm just i'm i'm watching you and i'm seeing <laughs> that like this these thoughts and these words that we use to mm. present to people that we are woke we are progressive are just not matching in action and mm. also i'm kind of like but why are these things happening like why was there no 50 shades of gray from the opposite perspective why are we not yeah. saying, why is not girls making tiktoks being like i choked him out <laughs> i grabbed him by the neck and then i smacked him <laughs> <laughs> oh my god maybe i'll start that trend yeah <laughs> Like, how do I answer that question? I just think that, you know, reflect on what is trendy. A trend is something yeah. that is, it, it, it transcends stereotype. It transcends niche. It's commonly known. It is yeah. a mm-hmm. thing that's happening in a non-specific media landscape. You don't have to look very hard to find it. And pop culture yeah. is just that. It's popular culture. It's what you are being fed on a, on a, a regular basis. So yeah. in yeah. pop yeah. culture right now, we are being fed ideas that being progressive is good and being socially woke is good. That is a pop culture narrative. It's not a pop culture narrative to think that being um, being a men's rights activist is cool. It's, yeah. it's not a good thing to be. So when you're thinking about the words, think about trendy, think about pop culture. And also if you don't know what BDSM is, just Google it and be like, oh, okay, I see. Like yeah. it's so much more than just choking. It's dominant, it's submission, yeah. it's yeah. pain, it's pleasure, it's um, mm-hmm. power and all of those yeah. things yeah. together. This one is a hard one. And most people have um, a conniption when trying to answer this. 
A conniption. What's a conniption? <laughs> conniption, like they, they, they schwitz. They have a very difficult oh, time. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, the question is, why do you have sex? Go. I have sex because it feels fucking good. <laughs> uh, to feel hot. Mm. Mm. Because it's an option. But mm. with that being said, I don't have, like, I don't do hookup culture anymore. And even if I'm in a relationship, I don't have, like, I don't want to have sex that often. Because so, yeah. for me, sex, like, if I think about my ideal sexual scenario, and if any of you listening have not done, like, a sexual, um, like, a sex language quiz, like a love language, apology mm-hmm. language, yeah. we've yeah. got yeah. a free ebook on the Flex Factory website. You should do it. But I know that my ideal sexual scenarios are completely sensual, completely stress-free, no responsibilities on other sides. It's meant to be Mm. transcendental, hot, steamy, intentional, um, hygienic, all of these things. (laughs) (laughs) And for me to want to have sex, I, it's like a toe, it's a mind of a, of a body for me. Like I want to feel clear of mind, clear of space, clear of what. And for me, I've had one too many, like, um, unintentional experiences that stayed with me longer than I needed them to. Like, you know, when you have a bad sexual experience, not, not rape, let's just talk about like, oh, I didn't feel like that was for me. I felt like I was just being masturbated with whatever. Those Mm -hmm. experiences stick with you far longer than a really good sexual experience. Like I have had a ton of sexual experiences. I'm like, what is that? Like mattress on the floor guy. What was his name? I don't know. (laughs) What was his name? (laughs) Not sure. But like a bad sexual experience, I'm like, I knew the name, I knew the place, I knew the last name, I know what what he's doing now. I know what, like it it sticks. So for me, I had to, I, and like my my journey in life is to do things intentionally and to really unpack Mm -hmm. when I'm doing things for myself and when I'm doing things because somebody's asked me to. Now, like, sex to me feels great. Sex to me is really mm-hmm. fun. Sex to me is really exciting. But there are mm-hmm. other things that are fun, exciting, and great that I still mm-hmm. do in moderation because in order to maintain being fun and exciting and great, it requires mm-hmm. that same level of intention. Like, you know when you go on a holiday with people who, like, didn't bring enough money and, like, they don't want to do anything and they just want to <laughs> sit around and, like, they're not being excited? Well, that's not a good holiday. All holidays aren't good just because you go on them. It's the yeah, intention you yeah, use. It's the people you go with. It's what you Mm. decide to do that's what i feel like about sex sex Mm. on its own isn't just good yeah it's who you do it with and when you do it and why you do it and how long Mm. you do it for and what you invite and the toys you use and i'm kind of like you know what? i'd much rather just save myself for those fun experiences (laughs) than try to rush and like Mm. quickies for me don't even count as sex. I'm like, that was just a fun thing for a fun feeling. Yeah. yeah. Like I'm those Too never, they're mm-hmm. not sticking in my mind. So I'm mm-hmm. like, when I think about why I have sex, I'm like, Oh, it's just, it's an activity. It's a fun option that I could do. Yeah. 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 I definitely, I felt that I was like either fun or hot, fun or hot, Alyssa. And then I just said hot and hot for me. I recently have started to feel, yeah, really good about myself. Um, in a way that 
I probably didn't feel when I was having sex younger. Yeah, at such a young age. So I think now I'm relating to sex. And I'm like, wow, I'm powerful. I feel cute. I feel sexy. And I'm actually enjoying myself, which is nice. Like I think so often I attributed sex to just like a means to an end and, you know, wasn't about how I actually felt. So, mm. yeah, I think... I have sex now to to feel good and to feel hot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I really resonate with what you say in that I've mentioned this previously in the podcast, but the nature of being in a relationship and not having sex as often as you used to and that really kind of affected me at some point because not because I wanted to when we weren't, but because I was actually happy just, you know, watching a movie and going to sleep and that being fine. And so recognizing that that's okay and you know when we do have sex I want to have sex because it feels good not because it's what I think I need to do in order to have a healthy relationship so I'm I'm grateful that yeah we're both at a point where we're like well wait let's just have sex when it feels right when we're both in the mood um you know when we're we're feeling hot um (laughs) not because we just feel like we have to do it isn't this so good so good. Questions with somebody you were intending to sleep with, and not like a casual throwaway, whatever, but you know, somebody you were dating consistently that you're kind of like, no, like, can I ask you a question? Mm. It would blow your mind because yeah, you really. have to put words or thoughts or ideas behind certain behaviors or certain intentions. Like, I think it's always so interesting when you come across a man who has a low libido and you're like, oh, this is Ooh, fascinating. Interesting. <laughs> the norm. What is and seeing how you respond to that. Because I was talking to a friend of mine who was feeling really insecure by the fact that her partner has a low libido. And even though she knew this for a fact, she was like, he doesn't like me. Like, he's not sexually mm. attracted to me. And I was like, give him some grace. Imagine if yeah. this was you, you would want all the understanding in the world that you just don't feel like it, or you're having a bad body day, or mm. you're just not feeling horny or whatever it is. Like, you need to leave this man alone. <laughs> Yeah, yeah totally. but I the thing I do anytime I'm gonna start a new relationship is I always, 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 always grill them about sex before because it really mm. helps me put into context um just certain behaviors. And I it also affirms to me that just because men are like the dominant narrative in sex does not mean they're more experienced. And I used to give them yeah, so true. much so many props. I was like, oh, they know what they're doing. They're to be trusted. They'll try new things. And (laughs) you would be surprised. I would say half the guys I speak to cannot have a conversation about sex. No, Mm. like, I don't want to talk about it. Like, like, that's why, that's Mm. too full on. Like, why would you ask that? Let's just go with the flow. It's a vibe. No, I don't want to go with the flow. I don't want your dick inside me as we go on the flow. No, I want to know what you think and why you think. And this kind of like inability to articulate does reflect in the sexual experience um, Mm. because if somebody can't articulate what they want and what they need, there's also the assumption that they're not going to respect what you want and what you need because they're going to hold them as the same. Like, if I don't get what I want because I can't say what I want, then you don't get what you want because, you know, we're both going to suffer here. Yeah. It should be like a prerequisite for any sexual experience. Yeah. Like, I'm going to whip this out. Like, I'm going to go buy my Flex Card. sex cards <laughs> and be like, we're doing this. We're doing this before, before anything <laughs> happens. Literally. And even if you just ask them one, like, one question that you mm. feel is going to really impact your sexual experience. Like, I 
used to tell my friends to ask the people they're sleeping with, how do you know when I'm enjoying myself? Because mm. you know how many times people be like, did you come? And it's like, why can't you tell? <laughs> and not that, you know, we should be foregoing, you know, verbal communication for vibes, mm. but a mm. lot of communication is nonverbal. Yeah. If you're not reading my face, reading my body language, if I'm pushing away from you as you're push, like pushing in, what is mm. happening there? What is that like inconsistency? And you'll be surprised like the, what people say and how far it deviates from, the reality of the situation because what if someone's mm. like oh because you moan you're like well i give i give consolation prize moans so that's not yeah really yeah, yeah. <laughs> you want the nuance you want someone to be like you know when you mm. grip my arm or you know when you say my name or mm. when you're um when you like flex or tense your calves like that's when i know mm. and then you know yeah, yeah. they're paying attention yeah. yeah fuck that's so true all right you ready for your last question yes incredible yes this one's I'm a hard so excited. One. <laughs> oh, I mean, they've God, all okay. been hard. I think they've been yeah. hard in a good way. Like hard in like, yeah. a, oh. Hard in a, hard in a very necessary way. And we're learning things about ourselves because this is also exactly. the thing. As somebody who speaks about sex openly or frequently, people always have this perce- perception that I'm like the freakiest, the most experimental, mm. the horniest. Mm. And I'm like, no. I'm not interested. Like I'm yeah. fine. It's That's all actually, good. Yeah, yeah. No, so true. Even, even with starting, starting the podcast, we were like, like "God, are people going to think we're like some crazy, crazy sex, sex maniacs? maniacs?" But it's like, no, we're actually just having wanna, conversations. Having conversations <laughs> and want to critically think about these things. <laughs> so and totally relate. Time to think about it outside of the context of having the sexual experience. I don't like when people say, yeah. "When you're having sex, give you know, talk about it." Then no. Talk about it in a non-sexual environment mm. to get vibes. Like, and I keep thinking of like, sorry to deviate, and I have to. No, I keep thinking of all just like the weird non-consensual things that happen during sex. I was sitting with this guy who would always spit in my mouth. And as we've recalled, as someone who's like a high, not even a hygiene yeah. freak, but someone who's, who's particular about hygiene, kissing mm. someone is gross enough. Having someone spit in your mouth. And I'd always yeah. go, do not spit in my mouth. <laughs> yeah. The theories of me would come out. I'd be like, if you fucking spit in my mouth one more time, I am going to spit out. <laughs> Spitting generally, there's loop for a reason. Stop. But the thing is, like for me, I already provided context for that situation. And because he had not respected like what I wanted because he couldn't express what he wanted. It was a free for all. And I was like, it's not a free for all. Like here are mm. some guidelines. Yeah. Don't Boundaries. do that. Leave me yeah. alone. Yeah. Oh God. Anyway, how do you know you're a good sexual partner? I would say because I can establish what I want and what I need and I can set a boundary. Mm. I was going to say something similar in that I am good at communicating what I want and asking what he wants. Mm, I'm going to be really annoying and say, like, I've learned to communicate. Mm. Um, And then I was going to be like, because I give a good blowjob. (laughs) But not that that's a... I know. And not that that's, like, any barometer. But I think it's a combination of also like, yeah, learning also to communicate my needs and what I want out of the experience over time. That never came naturally to me. But I think it has benefited the overall sexual experience, like as I've gotten older. Mm. Mm. And yeah, yeah. That is so true. 
Yeah, yeah I just reckon that like, for me, I, in my experience, what makes the best sexual experience is what happens before the sex. Mm. And so I'm completely comfortable with saying, this is what I like, this is what I don't like, what do you like, what do you want to do? And then trusting that in the situation, we can have a free-for-all within those parameters. Mm. I think also being comfortable enough to be like, I don't want to have sex and I do want to have sex and let people know. And I think that historically, stereotypically, men in particular are used to manipulating their way to sex. Like whether it's pushing those boundaries, you say you're tired, you're like, oh no, but can I just really, and we don't have to have sex, (laughs) let's do this. And it's like, no, you should be so so lucky that I'm telling Mm. you, like when it's a yes, it's enthusiastic, when it's a no, it's no. So that's gonna dictate the experience I'm having. Why do you wanna coax this out of me? But also, if you know that, like, she wants to be choked, she, wanna get, she just wanna be, doesn't want to be spit on, then you have context to use those tools when you feel like it, as opposed to feeling insecure in the act, like, oh, fuck, I really want to do this to her, but she didn't say, is she going to be down mm-hmm. there, is she not, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. yeah. Fully. And, like, I just feel like if everybody, I think, you know how, like, two selfish people can have great sex two selfless people can have great mm. sex. One mm. selfish person, one selfless person cannot mm. have great sex, no. right? Oh my and God. So, I <laughs> and so when I think about my early twenties, I was like, oh, yeah. that yeah. was definitely like, it was team selfless in the way that I was just so agreeable. I was like, yeah, I'll mm. do whatever. I'll try that. That's mm. cool. That's cool. We'll do that. But then, you know, sleeping with a lot of selfish people that mm. made me mm. feel really selfish. Cause I was like, they're having the best time. They leave this experience yeah. on yeah. cloud nine. I want some of that. Yeah. So now I'm like trying to recognize like, how do we get to that point where if everybody looks after themselves, you're going to have yeah. a good yeah. time. If you yeah. choose to look yeah. after each other, you're going to have a good time, but figure out what it is for that particular experience so we can act accordingly. 100%. Yeah. So good. Oh, well, thank you so freaking much. Like, the, that was so much fun. The most valuable conversation <laughs> yeah. I think we've had in a really long, long, long time. So yeah. we're, we're very so appreciative. Do you want to share anything special with our listeners? Anything for people to look out for, to follow, to subscribe? Give it to us. Just come follow flex.mami on Instagram. It's fun, <laughs> but it's funner if you're on close friends. Everybody yeah. get the game. I just feel, and no shade, but everybody could use a little bit more improvement in their communication skills. And yeah. the easiest way to do that is in an easy way. And an easy way is to just play the game. And I feel so confident in the game that I can guarantee it's gonna be beneficial. And I recognize yeah, yeah. not everybody wants to have a deep and meaningful, not all the games are for deep and meaningful. So we're talking mm-hmm. about aliens and we're talking about philosophy, then we're talking about dating and sex. It's mm-hmm. just, there's a range of it. Um, and the sooner you can just get a better understanding of the people that you like, the easier yeah, yeah. life becomes, the more connected you feel. And who doesn't want to feel connected? Yeah. yeah. I like. I'm really, really sad. I'm really, really sad. <laughs> it's just really upsetting because that's the end of our two-part series with Flex. But it's okay, guys, because next week we're coming back with a... Not a part three. Not a part three, but just another episode. (laughs) Just another episode. It's going to be great. So make sure to like, subscribe, send this to a friend, you know, all those things that we say at the end of every episode. And also just go buy yourself reflex cards. Yep. So fun. So good. See you next week. Bye. Bye.
serves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.